It's hard to believe how quickly a month can go by, but it's been a month today since the last update I did on this uh, market bottom um, series. And so far in 2023, uh, a lot of positive news out there um, in the stock markets. The major North American markets have continued to go up and up and up, and there's more and more chatter um, that maybe the correction is over. The bottom has been in. Question, of course, you're also going to hear is, you know, are we seeing a dead cat bounce now? I know the last couple of days have been a little bit more volatile again. Uh, I'm going to reiterate, and I'm going to say that as much as we'd like to think positively, the numbers do matter. Uh, nothing is 100% accurate and predictive, uh, but it can give us some clues. The, these indicators we're going to look at today um, to see uh, roughly where we might be in this whole scheme of the, of the market correction and bottom potentially. Uh, and then recovery. I started this series back in August of 2022 and been running basically on a monthly basis to look at these six different indicators to give us some clues as to whether the markets may have bottomed out. And um, for those of you who have watched the videos, uh, I've been leaning to no. I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. Uh, again, if you are just tuning in for the first time to this series, there are uh, in the first video, I go into more detail of each of these indicators. So you might, I'll, I'll put a link maybe here for the playlist that you can go back and, and watch some of those to get a little bit more context uh, of those. And each of you, of course, uh, are going to take your own portfolio and, and apply this information um, to your own scenarios. Since the last update, which I say is about a month ago, everything is up sharply. When we look at the charts here, we see uh, some positive growth. Most of this has come in 2023. If we flash back over the last number of months, we're gonna see that the growth has really come uh, more recently. I guess when you look at the strong growth, some questions might come to mind. For example, well, have I misread these signals? And in fact, have we missed the bottom? I know some comments, I know some people are starting to say out there in the media, yeah, we have in fact um, seen the bottom. Really important to point out here, before I get into these, these metrics, the fact that you know whether we have or haven't missed the bottom, when I say, in my opinion, my assessment of what we've seen here, that there's still some shaky markets to come, that doesn't mean you shouldn't invest. I wanna make sure that's perfectly clear. And in fact, I personally have almost 80% of my personal uh, assets, my personal portfolio invested in the equity markets. So I believe in the equity markets. Um, but for those of you who are maybe migrating money into a portfolio or a little bit more anxious about the markets um, and trying to decide what to do, these can give you some clues as to how you might massage the portfolio. But in no way would I suggest that this is an all or nothing binary choice. I think that would be foolish to say, I don't think we've hit the market, so I'm gonna go all in cash. Or uh, conversely to say, yes, we've seen the bottom, it's all gonna be up from here, so go all into equities. I'm not, of course, advocating for that. So let's get into the metrics uh, for this time around. And as always, we're gonna start with the yield inversion. And in this case, we use the 10-year, two-year US yield and the 10-year, three-month. And so this is a leading indicator, just as a quick reminder. And the, the, the big key to this metric here, in my opinion, is that often this a negative or an inverted yield curve precedes a recession. Without question, if a recession is on the horizon, inevitably that's going to be a negative thing for the market. So that's kind of the overriding philosophy here. And we haven't seen probably uh, an official recession yet, but certainly in the past when we've seen those recessionary times, um, we've, um, we've had negative markets. So if we look back to the last time we looked at this in January, we can see that both of these metrics, the 10-2 and the 10-3 month, 
where in fact, uh, for some time now, have been in negative territory. And when we look at that today, some slight changes. We do see the 10-2 continuing to be flat, but we have seen a slight turn in that 10-year, three-month. So obviously at some point, we would like to see those numbers turn back positive again. Uh, good news is that if we look back over history, when we see those turning positive, there's generally some lead time uh, before, you know, we, before the markets go to a full uh, recovery on that. When I look at these, this particular metric right here, uh, I'm interpreting that we probably haven't seen the worst of this yet, but there is a little bit of hope out there. There's a little bit of promise uh, with that 10.3 possibly changing. So for, for this video today, my verdict on this category, I'm going to put this into the maybe category. I'm not 100% in on that yet, uh, but I'm going to... Uh, put that into the possible category. So I guess that's a little bit of a positive thing compared to last month. Now, move on to the moving averages uh, metric here. But first, I want to just remind you all that in addition to the YouTube channel, we also have our Investing Academy. And this is our online platform. And we work with Canadians literally from across the country of all ages. And our goal is to help educate about investing and financial issues in general. The course material is designed to take individuals from a raw beginner to a fully confident investor. And I will put a link for the Academy in the description of this video. So now let's look at the moving averages. Uh, we use the 200 day moving average and compare that to the S&P 500 in this series. If we look back to January, we can see that the S&P 500, which is the blue line here, was bumping up against just testing that 200 day exponential moving average. Let's fast forward to today. This is quite interesting. When we look back over the year, we see that back in March, the moving average was broken and that retraced. We saw that again in August and then we saw that late in 2022. It went up and it dipped back down. It is currently trading above the average. The big question would be, will it hold? That's what we want to see. We wanna see some sustained um, positioning above that moving average. The result I would look at here, again, I'm gonna give this a possible. Uh, it's, it's not a clear no. It has broken through. Let's see if it can hold and uh, in contrast to the previous videos I've done in this series, this is the first time that we've had two straight maybes. So, uh, you know, we're, we'll see. Maybe we're, we're on the, the verge of something here. I want to move on now to uh, metric number three, which is the VIX or the volatility index. And again, this measures uncertainty in the markets. And, you know, I've always been a believer, and if you look back over history, that the, the when there's uncertainty, the maximum uncertainty, that's usually when the market has indicated uh, a bottom. When we look back to last month, we see that the VIX had fallen from its December uh, numbers. So in January, it was trading at 19.5. So normally that would say, uh, you know, hey, the people are pretty calm out there. So there's less likely that the market has seen the bottom. When we look at that today, again, it is lower. We see it trading at 18.27 as of the filming this video. So it is still trending down. Of note, as I said in last month's video, we can see that this low is bumping up against the previous one year lows. So we look at February, April, um, August, and again, more recently, we see the, the, the number being at the lower end of that range. So does that mean that maybe um, there's a, you know, the VIX is set to move up. Certainly, if the markets uh, go into some rough patches, as we've seen over the last day or two, uh, we could see that VIX move back up again. To me, at least, having the VIX so low as it is today without having the other uh, metrics to sort of confirm that we've seen the bottom, I think this is a little bit troubling. I really, again, as I say, probably every month, I want that number to spike up 
get to that capitulation point. Um, I think I said last month, and I'll say it again, I'd love if I'm wrong on this, uh, and I certainly might be, we'll, you know, time will tell, but my verdict for metric number three, the VIX, uh, for this month at least, is no, I don't think we've seen the worst yet. Now I wanna move on to the fourth metric, which is the US jobless claims. And we would expect to see the new applications for jobless claims in the US to a fall, for the first time since the, the bear market began. And when we look to January, we see that it was in fact starting to decline. So uh, there's a, a measure of hope there. Is this possibly uh, some good signs? The negative job-related news continues. I mean, every time you look at the news headlines these days in the financial business world, you're seeing more and more layoffs. That's a normal part of a correction, of a reworking of the system. So not shocking, not horrible news, but it, it certainly doesn't speak well to strong growth. There are a lot of major companies that are laying off, uh, you know, they typically will, will put the number on the screen, 10,000, 20,000. It's often a percent or 2% or 3% of the overall staff. So it's not huge uh, percentages of people, but it is still people losing their jobs. When we look at the chart today, at best, we see this flattening. Uh, there's a slight tick up in the last short little while since uh, the most recent numbers have come out. In the, uh, the U.S. Department of Labor news release, most recently they state, in the week ending February 4th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 196,000, an increase of 13,000 from the previous week. They note here that the four-week moving average was 189,250, which is a decrease of 2,500 from the previous week's unrevised average of 191,750. My interpretation of this is that there might be a little bit of hope, and I'm putting a question mark behind that hope, and I'm looking more towards that moving average. So that sort of smooths things out. It tells us that maybe we're seeing a turn here. It's too early to conclude definitively. I'm really looking forward to the, the February numbers, which we'll talk about in March, to see what you know what is happening there. Right now, I'm gonna give that another, uh, another maybe. So things are looking better in this particular report. Uh, let's move on to the fifth metric, which is the Baltic Dry Index that we've been looking at, the BDI. Uh, this is a bellwether for the general shipping market uh, globally. And the BDI, we would expect that um, that number will increase before the market has found a bottom. When we looked in January, the news wasn't good. If just a quick refresher here, that number had declined from the previous month's numbers. And when we look at it today, it's, it's even worse. The number has continued to slide. We're seeing that metric go down, down, down. And um, again, if you're new to this series, uh, you know, go back and check out the first video. I'll put a link for that here. And that goes into some more detail um, of how this BDI can be interpreted to give you some clues. The January verdict was no, it hasn't seen the bottom. And certainly as I look at that today, there's nothing there uh, that says, uh, there's, a no, there's no maybes. I'm gonna give it a hard no uh, for this, this report today. Uh, lastly, uh, we're going to look at the PMI, the Purchasing Managers Index. And this is a leading indicator. It gives us a sense of what's happening in the manufacturing sector. And obviously, uh, we want that to be expanding. The latest numbers are in. And if we look at January, we see 47.4, which is the latest number down from 48.4% in December. Quick refresher. When the number is above 50, that means that this sector of the economy is expanding. So we're seeing expansion in the manufacturing segment. And when it is below 50, we're seeing a contraction. That's exactly what we're seeing here right now. Another negative month. In the Institute of Supply Management website, they say this is the third month of slow contraction and the continuation of a downtrend 
that began in June 2022. An MSNBC finance reporter, Carl Quintanilla, he says, the headline fall was even sharper than the decline in December, pouring cold water on the claims of some commentators that manufacturing is on the cusp of a recovery. It reinforces our view that the US economy is heading for a recession. He goes on to say, the ISM has now fallen below the low point reached during the manufacturing downturn of 2015-16, and aside from the pandemic, is at its lowest since the global financial crisis. Economic weakness is increasingly the main driver of the manufacturing sector's woes. And when we see the longer term chart, we can see exactly that, where the, the, the number has dipped down lower than we certainly would like it to be. We see the 2020 drop, but then going back to the credit crisis back in 2008, certainly nowhere near that, but certainly at the lower end of the uh, of the average. So not a lot of good news in this. And you know, I, I keep thinking as I look at these, because we all like to confirm our hopes that things have turned and and I I would love in certain cases to be able to ignore some of these numbers, but the whole point of this series is to look at the facts, where we're at today, and then you incorporate those um, into your bigger picture. And the verdict for this, I would say right now is, is no. Uh, this is not pointing to anything really positive out there. So to summarize these six metrics, when we look at the yield curve, I'm gonna give that a maybe, and I'm also gonna give a maybe to the moving average. The VIX is telling me, no, we haven't seen the bottom yet. Jobless claims, again, maybe. Uh, BDI, no, and the Purchasing Managers Index, no, as well. So for the first time, I think since I started this, we're kind of split. I have three no's and I have three mixed. It is an improvement from the last video, but certainly isn't, uh, you know, isn't saying, hey, time to run out and back up the truck. Uh, there are zero yeses. Always use these metrics in aggregate. We've seen strong markets right now, so it can be a tendency to, to feel better and to think, well, maybe we've, you know, maybe we've seen the worst and maybe things are on the uptrend yet. I think it's too early um, to say that right now. I'm gonna uh, reiterate again, uh, these are, this is my interpretation. You can't rely on one piece of information at all. And because I'm just sharing these numbers with you, uh, and I'm giving you my interpretation, you know, don't shoot the messenger. I, I don't make these numbers up. I'm just giving them to you. Uh, there's still a ton of talk out there about a possible recession, and that has to be factored in to our plans as far as investment portfolio management is concerned. Um, obviously, if we are going into recession, as I said in the video last month, there are things you can do to help yourself prepare for the recession. And I will put a link for a video we have on the page here to help you learn about those things. As always, I'll remind you that we do have our investing academy. I will put a link in the description below for that. And I thank you for watching this video. And of course, I really look forward to seeing you in the next video as well.